Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the war continues in Ukraine with forces uh, really focused on Kiev right now. President uh, Zelensky fears that he is the number one target in Ukraine now. And as a result, his family is number two target. And he believes that within the next 24 hours, he might not be alive anymore. Uh, we have seen a lot of developments of uh, very brave Ukrainian resistance, and I'm going to give you a sort of catch-up of what's happened over the last 12 hours right now, uh, and then we'll look at news going forward. So uh, first, it's worth noting that Germany's finance minister has just said that the country is open to the idea of cutting Russia off of the SWIFT banking system. Now, some folks in Russia have said that's okay, we're already prepared for this. However, remember, one of the big pieces missing from Biden's sanctions yesterday was the fact that Russia was not cut off of the SWIFT banking system, potentially because Germany and Italy do not want Russia to be cut out of the SWIFT banking system because they still have too much trade between their nations. We've, uh, in fact, had Volkswagen halt production at uh, German uh, factories uh, because of delays in getting parts out of Ukraine. We already know that many factories have shut down and stopped production in Ukraine. Uh, we know that wheat prices have skyrocketed. However, because we're not seeing sanctions on uh, oil, Russian oil, which is somewhat of a surprise that we're not, because we're not seeing uh, sanctions on, on uh, oil, we still actually have seen Brent crude come substantially down from the highs of prices that we've seen in the last about 48 hours. We've seen uh, oil run to about $105 per barrel, which starts raising inflationary fears and concerns about uh, people not essentially having as much spending power anymore as their money gets tapped by higher utility costs and higher uh, gasoline cost. Brent uh, oil now sitting at uh, 97.22 uh, per barrel. Now, uh, there are also concerns about the fact that, uh, well, Russia has uh, the potential of controlling a lot of Ukraine's nuclear assets and their reactors. So a lot of concerns regarding this. Yesterday, we started hearing reports that uh, there were spiking levels of radiation around Chernobyl after it was uh, attacked and taken over by, by Russians. And uh, the, the current best research we could find is that this could have actually occurred because of uh, tanks driving through the Chernobyl exclusion zone, uh, whipping up radioactive material from the floor. I know it, it, it like this is one of the weirdest things to kind of wrap your head around, but radioactive material is, uh, is, is, is like physical. You could wash it off of your body. This is why when you have those the spacesuits, the latexy, rubbery spacesuits, you rinse them because the radiation washes off, the particles wash off. Uh, and so th those particles could have been kicked up, leading to elevated readings of inflation, or not inflation, of radiation, just thinking about inflation, uh, in, in the Chernobyl area. Uh, so that's actually good news, because so far there's no sign of a lack of maintenance at uh, the Chernobyl reactor. Uh, now, probably one of the uh, things to know about the Russian military is right now about one third of the Russian military has been pushing forward uh, on uh, uh, on the offensive on Ukraine. And uh, right now there are uh, potential discussions about uh, having a, a, a meeting between the foreign minister of Russia and uh, President Zelensky. And this is because Zelensky put out a message suggesting that he was ready to discuss Ukrainian neutrality. 
Uh, now, there uh, is a little bit of a debate in terms of where this should take place. Russia is saying this should take place in Belarus, which is obviously friendly to Russia. Uh, Zelensky saying, no, this should take place in Poland, uh, which is obviously favorable to uh, the West. His concern, of course, uh, would be, and understandably so, that if he goes to Belarus, they, they could just capture him and there you go. Now you have the president, now you overthrow the government and install potentially a pro-Russian government. There are a lot of folks uh, that presently believe, and it's obviously unclear, and it makes sense why people believe this. It's not me casting doubt by saying this, uh, but there are a lot of folks who presently do believe that uh, Putin's goal is re regime change in Ukraine, uh, installing essentially a puppet government in uh, Ukraine uh, and uh, keeping Ukraine under essentially the control of uh, Russia. This is possible. Uh, the other side of the argument here is that no, Putin just wants a buffer zone. He wants a neutral land between Russia and, uh, and, and essentially the West. Now, you might think this is crazy, but transitory radiation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a good comment. That's funny. Uh, yeah. But uh, you, now you might think this is crazy, but this same thing is actually what happens between China and the United States via North Korea. Imagine this. You've got China to the north, South Korea to the south. What do you have in between? A buffer zone called North Korea. Now, North Korea isn't friendly with the United States, we know this, but it's still a buffer between these massive powers, right? China and the US, you have a buffer country between them. And the, in, in my opinion, that's what Putin is looking for, is that sort of North Korean style buffer, uh, whether or not that is, uh, you know, Russian controlled or not. Uh, I, I believe that's uh, that's likely what he's looking for is, is just that that land space. We'll see, because we don't believe that uh, Russia has the capacity or capabilities to actually uh, occupy Ukraine. We, we don't expect that. Uh, so uh, this gives us a little bit of an update uh, on the latest here. Now we do have, uh, and I'm going to go through uh, some videos uh, and, uh, and and footage here. That's uh, some of it is is uh, pretty impactful. We're going to go through this in just a moment. Uh, it is worth noting that uh, the Ukrainian military says they've lost uh, somewhere uh, between three to 400 uh, lives, but they believe that they have taken uh, potentially as many as 3,000 Russian uh, lives. Now, th this is unconfirmed right now, but uh, TBD. Now, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to look at some uh, footage, uh, some some war footage. Uh, it's None of it is, is uh, you know, not, not PC, so to speak. Oh, maybe PC isn't the correct word. I think uh, like nothing, none of it's gory. Let's put it that way. But uh, it, some of it is impactful. So let's go ahead and uh, watch some of this. Now, all of these these videos I've kind of outlined here on uh, my Twitter feed. So uh, there are some others that we're going to be looking at as well in a moment. But these are some that I've selected. So we're going to go ahead and start with some of these. And uh, let's go through them. So here's the first one. So what you're about to see is actually uh, an, a pilot eject. Well, he's already ejected. You don't get to see the, the vehicle anymore. But uh, this was actually a helicopter, uh, a, a more rare form of a helicopter that actually enables the pilots to eject. Uh, that is that is rare because it requires the blades to essentially break off or break away, allowing the uh, pilots seated in a, in a row configuration to uh, eject out. And this is a... A Russian soldier who ejects this is out of a helicopter, which is kind of surprising. See him here on the left. You just see the parachute here. 
At this point, the vehicle's already crashed. So uh, it was the understanding that this uh, individual ends up being captured uh, by um, uh, by Ukrainian forces. Now, uh, keep in mind, the United States at this point does believe, and there's some more videos we're going to watch as well. The United States at this point does believe that uh, Russia is, is still progressing on their phases of their invasion. But it's worth noting that Russia... Uh, it, it, it appears, based on U.S. intelligence, appears to be moving a lot slower towards Kiev uh, than, than they thought they could, probably because of the resistance that you're seeing in, in Kiev and uh, the decimation of uh, bridges leading into Kiev by folks within Kiev. Uh, okay, we do have an update now here as well. The Kremlin has said that uh, Kiev has stopped responding after rejecting Moscow's initial offer of meeting in Minsk, the capital of Belarus. Ukraine wanted a meeting in Warsaw, so TBD uh, on, on what ends up happening here. So obviously we'll pay close attention to this. Uh, we also have uh, Ukraine's health minister says that Russian troops fired on emergency ambulances uh, in a couple regions, uh, which is quite terrible. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and watch this here. So this is the previous Ukrainian president. This is a, a quite an impactful video. Uh, it's about two minutes long, so we're going to give this one a listen here. Tell me what you and the group you are with right now there are armed with and what your intention is if the Russians roll uh, in this the is next very few hours. Easy. Just my assistance here, here. This is the short Kalashnikov. We have just, uh, let me see, a before and low uh, on the 300 uh, uh, members of the Battalion of the Territorial Defense. And we have uh, two machine guns, and we have uh, more or less that's it. We don't have any heavy artilleries, we don't have a tanks, we don't have an armed personal carrier because we launched this process just a couple of days ago. But and we create that for the two days. This is the long line of the people who want to enlist it in the battalion, but we don't have enough. I'm going to quickly mention here that there, there are thousands of people uh, trying to enroll in essentially this resistance army. And here you have the ex-Ukrainian president here saying, look, we weren't prepared for this. Uh, I, I think there were a lot of folks in Ukraine, and, and I don't want to speak for people, but I do believe there are a lot of folks who thought there was no way that Russia was actually going to invade. Uh, and, and even though, obviously, Ukraine had somewhat prepared with, with their military ready uh, I don't know that many of the people in Ukraine actually thought this was going to happen. And I think some of that is evidenced by uh, the fleeing that we saw yesterday. And so it makes sense here when the ex-Ukrainian president says, hey, we have we've, we've only had a couple days here, uh, uh, you know, to, to prepare and we don't have artillery. We don't have armored personnel carriers. Now, do keep in mind, there are reports of some artillery being set up within residential areas of Ukraine. This is bad. Uh, thank you, Vetiverse, here for shouting out that Russian forces enter the outskirts of Kiev as uh, Putin calls on Ukraine to surrender. Yeah, Putin this morning was actually shouting uh, that uh, the the leaders of Ukraine are drunk, drug druggies, and uh, and Nazis, and that Putin would rather negotiate directly with the people of Ukraine than than them, uh, which is quite interesting. Uh, Oh, also just got an update here. Sorry, there's so many updates coming in from all over the place. Ford is now idling the F-150 
line due to a shortage of semiconductors. Uh, this Ukraine drama uh, and crisis obviously doesn't doesn't help with that. Now, the problem with artillery in uh, residential areas, you got you really got to think about this. The Russian military is targeting military installations. Their goal is to to destroy barracks, uh, airfields, uh, radar, communication, uh, what, everything, right? The, the problem with this uh, is if artillery are set up, uh, mobile artillery units are, are set up in residential areas, then when Russia attacks those artillery units, the residential areas now come under fire. Uh, and so that's very dangerous because Russia has been saying the goal is not to target residential areas, though we have seen residential areas targeted anyway. We've seen bombs dropped in residential areas. We've seen preschools and kindergartens struck. So, you know, this could be a Russia, you know, hey, like we're saying we're not, but we still are. Or it could potentially be because there's actually military in those residential areas. Or it's because it's war and, you know, things go wrong. Uh, so it's it's a little bit problematic. Uh, it's actually quite problematic. But anyway, uh, I do uh, very quickly before we move into uh, the rest of this interview here with CNN, I quickly want to shout out uh, the uh, those of you uh, who in uh, you know in, in the last hours have checked out the amazing programs on building your wealth and use that coupon code that expires on uh, Monday. Craig, Maggie, Christopher, Tybor, Jordan. Uh, Edvin, Sarah, Justin, Coy, Franz, Brian, Stellar. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining. Really appreciate you. And if you're not familiar with that, check out the links down below. Okay, let's uh, continue this video here. In the battalion, but we don't have enough arms for that. And this is the only limit why the civil defense, the normal, ordinary people sometimes never been in the army, staying in right. line now to join us. This is... Uh, yeah. That's that's actually an important thing here as well to know is that you have a lot of individuals in Kiev right now who they, they, they don't know how to shoot. They don't know how to use a gun. And what's happening is, and we'll see in videos in a little bit, that they're, they're receiving crates, uh, like ammo crates and weapons crates of shipments uh, on the back of trucks. And they pop the crates open. Here's your rifle. You know, go go defend the people. Uh, it's... 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 Um, Terrible. That's, that's all you can say. It's just terrible. Extremely touchable and extremely great demonstration how uh, Ukrainian people hate Putin and how we are against Russian aggression. This is very clear. How long do you think you can hold out? Yeah, listen to this. How long can you hold out? Listen to his reply. Forever. I think that the Putin never will. Uh, catch Ukraine despite no matter how many soldiers he has, how many missiles he has, how many nuclear weapons he has. We Ukrainian are free people with a great European future. This is definitely like that. The former president of Ukraine, Petro Poroshenko. Wow. That's it's just it's just so uh I mean it's it's heartbreaking but also so encouraging. Uh, at the same time, it's it's quite wild. Uh, you know, just to show you the the uh, some of the um, impact of this that that is so terrible that I, I really think we forget and uh, that that we you know it's it's easy to not even think about uh, in in times of war is thinking about uh, things like babies. 
uh, you know, babies who are, for example, in, in, in the NICU, you know, which is the uh, ICU for, for infants. And uh, what's what's really sad, I'm going to pull this up here. Uh, oh, I didn't see that. I have a link for this, but apparently it did. Oh, there we go. I got it. Okay. Yeah, found it. Look at this. This was on the Times yesterday. And this is newborns at the children's hospital uh, or, or potentially NICU even have been moved into a bomb shelter. And so look at this. You've got you've got children and just like pallets, basically, who, who you know, obviously couldn't survive alone. But we'll just watch. I mean, it's terrible. That's so terrible. Uh, okay, we have an update now that Russia is uh, partly limiting access to a Facebook. Um, this is uh, pretty typical censorship during wartime. Uh, it's terrible and it is uh, it's unacceptable. Uh, it's likely to try to minimize the, uh, uh, the protests uh, because you've got protests around the world uh, for this, this uh, uh, horror uh, that's happening. <sighs> All right, so uh, now uh, another thing uh, here, here's, um, here's another video of uh, a smaller town in Ukraine and some of the smaller towns uh, in, on the west have been unaffected. A lot of areas on the west have been unaffected, but uh, towards the east and north, terrible. Uh, look at this. That's terrible. Uh, okay, now. Uh, here is an example of the Ukrainian anti-air systems that have been targeted in an airstrike. What's worth, what's worth noting is imagine these vehicles potentially being parked in residential areas, right? And then they get bombed. But uh, look, look at how just devastated they are. It's almost unrecognizable. You can see Russia is now complaining that the reason for the censorship uh, a, of, of Facebook or the limitation on Facebook is because Facebook is allegedly censoring the Russian media. So Russia is saying, well, this is a tit for tat. Okay. Uh, what you're about to see is uh, very heartbreaking, but I uh, want to make this clear. The person in this did not die. In fact, they appear to be okay. 
uh, that uh, I think makes this um, acceptable for YouTube. Uh, it's it's you, you don't see anything specifically graphic, but uh, the potential is definitely there when you first see this, and it's it's also heartbreaking. So this is a uh, Russian military uh, tank of some sort, obviously, and uh, it's unknown why this tank does what it does it it uh i mean it th there would be no reason for this uh and it's difficult to tell but either the person made a mistake which i doubt i i really doubt or they purposefully turned this tank into the direction of an oncoming car uh let's take a look and these things just keep in mind Tanks are not the easiest to turn. You have two sticks, usually. You know, vehicles are obviously different, but, you know, you, you push them forward, you go forward. They're they're kind of hard to turn. You're on chains. You're not on wheels. So I think it it has to be pretty deliberate to, to turn this thing. But anyway, again, this person survives. <laughs> So someone in the uh, uh, comments here is saying that potentially this uh, uh, this was taken over by a uh, uh, by insurgents, uh, not uh, that the Russian uh, military here was actually killed. Uh, uh, but we don't we don't know. That's the problem. All, all we know is is that somebody decided to do this, and this is unfortunately what happens in war. This is the after, and it just shows you that the individual survived. <laughs> Which is so good, which is, you know, I mean, honestly, remarkable. Uh, oil, by the way, now down U.S. crude, that's WTI down to just under $91 per barrel. But look at the destruction of this vehicle. Uh, and uh, and it was it really shows that, uh, and, and the man's alive here, which is so good. Uh, it, it, it really, really uh, sad. Just, it, it shows you the devastation and destruction of, of, uh, of war. So quite sad. Uh, so some folks are saying it's a Ukrainian tank as opposed to Russian tank. It, ultimately, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it's not the easiest to tell in that particular video. Uh, it just matters that this is the kind of stuff that happens in war. Uh, and it's devastating. It's sad. That's really sad. Uh, but it's really good that uh, obviously this individual survived. I, I mean, I just have to say that is just remarkable. Uh, absolutely uh, remarkable. So, uh, yeah. Okay, let me get a little bit more information here. And we've got, uh, yeah, another update coming through that Russia is facing more resistance than expected. And uh, the Kremlin is now discussing the potential of Russia imposing retaliatory sanctions against the West. Uh, yeah, here's a, another comment from somebody suggesting that they're disappointed because... Uh, you know, we're the ones who've been pushing Ukraine to potentially join uh, uh, NATO. So, so wh why not help them? All right, let's see here. This, uh, this is the uh, here's a brief video of a kindergarten that had been used as a shelter because obviously schools are closed in Ukraine, and 
Yeah. This uh this building was shelled. Shows a little bit of an aerial view here. Somebody's starting to pick up pieces. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, then we've got... What else do we have here? <laughs> okay. Let's see. Ah, uh, yeah. Here is a uh, potential... Uh, attack on a residential area. This is also terrible. So let's take a look here. Let's see the shellings here. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose we should say we haven't been, uh, let me clarify, we haven't been pushing them to join, okay, new reports here of air raid sirens again. We haven't been pushing Ukraine to join NATO as if, like, they're ready to join. Uh, the, the U.S. government and, and NATO have been suggesting, hey, you've got to work on reforming uh, a democracy, essentially, making sure that you are a proper democracy before we can really consider you. And uh, even Biden's make, made it clear that there's still work to be done uh, and that that work has not been done yet. But obviously, those communications uh, have, have been present. All right. So, aye, aye, aye. no, it's just it's just terrible. So uh, this is another one that is uh, quite impactful here. Uh, very, very uh, heartbreaking. So this is the Snake Island battle. Uh, well, not much of a battle, honestly. Uh, so there were 13. The story is 13. Ukrainian soldiers on this island. A uh, Russian ship comes by and broadcasts uh, that we're going to like just surrender because we're about to essentially blow up the island by shelling it. And there were Ukrainians who have now been called the heroes of Ukraine by Zelensky uh, respond uh, with, with a special message for the people before uh, the shelling occurs. Take a listen. So, uh, in case in case you missed what happened there, this is an audio of a, of a, a Russian warship saying, "Hey, we're a warship. Give up!" And uh, and and uh, you know, then you hear him say, "Here, do, do you copy?" Right? And uh, the response then in the in the building from the Ukrainians is, "This is it. Like we're." We're effed. Like they realize it. They realize they're screwed. Like you realize you're screwed. Most people would just be like, well, all right, you got me. Good game. Well played. You, you know, you got a warship with cannons pointed right at my little house here. 
I'll come right out, okay? Uh, and, and they say, this is it. And then it gets quiet for a moment. <laughs> and the response is, should I tell him to go F himself? Uh, uh, just in case. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's so brave. Uh, I mean, it's, it's unreal. It's really unreal. And then so you, you hear the clicks of them turning up the volume of the speaker. Uh, and then they say, Russian warship, go F yourself. Uh, and then they are killed. It's terrible. Um, Russia's foreign ministry is now saying that threats of sanctions from London will not deter Russia, but will only lead to an escalation of the crisis. Uh, well. All right. So let's see. Let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah. We got to talk about the ghost of Kiev. Okay, so this is interesting, okay? And and look, you have to keep, you have to take all of this stuff with a little bit of grain of salt too because you just don't know. You just don't know what's the truth. We can look at this. We can realize that wars are atrocious. But the thing is, just because in a video you see a Russian tank or a Ukrainian tank or a Russian uniform or Ukrainian uniform doesn't mean they are actually who you think they are. They could be saboteurs. They could be insurgents. They could be wearing the other person's uniform. The other person, they could be using the other person's tank. Uh, pictures of, of the ghost of Ukraine, of, of Kiev could be, could be 20 different planes instead of one. We, we just, we just don't know. It's just like Ukraine saying we've killed 3000 Russians. It's like, okay, we, we don't, that sounds motivating. We don't know that. Uh, you know, when we get the talk about you know, Russia going, we've taken Chernobyl. It's like, okay, did you really? <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously then later video came out uh, that they had, but uh, take it all with a grain of salt. So when you're looking at this stuff, just remember, we don't know all of the facts. It's kind of like looking at uh, at a, uh, a video of a shooting between police and someone else. We don't have all the angles. We don't know what happened beforehand. You know, we just have a little clip. So just keep that in mind uh, from a critical thinking point of view. Take it all with a grain of salt. And do remember that war propaganda is is very, very important. War propaganda uh, is is used to motivate people. I mean, think about it. If if people, oh, is the ghost of key fake already? All right, interesting. How do you join the chat? There should be a join button next to subscribe. And uh, the uh, it, it does not show up on the iPhone or iPad. Okay, so somebody here saying Ghost of Kiev was fake. I don't know. But but the point is, you have to remember, uh, and I'll, I'll show it to you anyway. Uh, war propaganda matters. If if people in Ukraine think, wow, we've only killed 50 Russians, you know, they've killed 400 of us, we're screwed, then people give up. They throw down their guns and they give up. You know, people hear the stories about the the Snake Island and how they're the heroes and that that lone fighter jet that's that's you know fighting off the Russian army. You know, Dave versus Goliath. Those are motivating things. Anyway, so this is a story. Some people say it's already confirmed fake. I I have no idea. Okay, I just assume it's all propaganda. There you go. Anyway, so this is in theory the the ghost of Kiev. I mean, this pretty perfect picture here. Uh, and 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 the theory here. 
Uh, oh, where's where's my top post? There we go. Uh, here we go. So the theory is that this single uh, MiG-29 called the Ghost of Kiev is reported to have six Russian air kills. This would make him the first ace since 1991, uh, especially in, a, in and the first ace in a day since 1945, uh, uh, destroying potentially uh, the following uh, uh, six different planes and unconfirmed reports of two planes being shot down in a two-to-one fight. And look, maybe the guy's really good, or it's more war propaganda. I don't know. Uh, but um, either way, it's interesting. And and if it gives folks uh, a, a motivation to, to stay strong, I don't know. Is, is that is that the right thing or the ba- is that the wrong thing? I, I don't know. Uh, okay, so uh, let's uh, let's see if we can get some of the latest here. All right, so let's see here. <laughs> uh, there, there are actually plenty of areas, especially in the uh, the. Um, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but there are plenty of areas in Western Ukraine that uh, that that haven't been infiltrated yet uh, by Russians. But but uh, it makes sense. You know, airfields should be the first thing that are taken over by Russia, and this is why Russia is, uh, you know, well, Ukraine's mostly their air defenses are mostly gone. Mm. All right. So uh, let's see what else we have. We have uh, Russia uh, using about a third of their combat power. We talked about that. U.S. trade representatives on response to Russia, quote, critical uh, to coordinate and look at the impacts of our economy. Yeah, absolutely. Some roughly 200 missiles have been launched on the uh, on, on this um, uh, on, on Ukraine with uh according to the u.s with uh, some of them impacting civilian areas we've seen that uh potentially in marupol a, a an amphibious assault underway as of about 28 minutes ago russians meeting more uh resistance than previously expected lawmakers now urging biden to release the emergency oil reserve in the wake of russia uh, russia's attack on ukraine this makes sense uh, and, and oil prices have come down. Uh, Ukrainian central bank sends $650 million to back up uh, Ukrainian forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Russian Grand Prix canceled. Present count is 137 Ukrainian troops dead, 316 wounded. Present count. I actually thought it was higher. Ukraine's asking males between 18 to 60 stay in the country to fight. Uh, we've seen a lot of videos of uh, Ukrainians taking shelter in the subway stations, which kind of remind folks of the uh, World War II era when we saw... Um, Folks in London take shelter and sleep in the tube. The tube obviously being uh, the underground subway system. Travel and cruise countries dropping Russia as a destination. It's obviously not that big of a surprise. <laughs> kind of hope so. Um, but overall, our uh, stock market is actually doing quite decently right now. We're getting a little bit of a rally here. Uh, I, I still believe the reason we're seeing a bit of a rally here is because uh, the, the, the 
and this sounds terrible, but it's true, the, the death and destruction is not as bad potentially as the stock market had feared. And this is usually the case. Usually the stock market fears more uncertainty than uh, reality actually brings. Uh, we were talking about multiple different scenarios this morning, and I also did a little bit of shopping for stocks this morning as well. Uh, in our uh, talked about this in our course member live stream and in the stocks and psychology of money group uh, talked about uh, my purchase as well as uh, my theses going forward which if you're not a part of those live streams at the market open and you like live streams with Kevin uh, remember you get lifetime access to the courses check those out link down below there's a the price does go up on Monday evening there's a coupon expiring Monday it's the end of the month so all right uh, let's take a, look, a quick look here at the stock market and we'll get some more updates so we've got uh, QQQ here sitting up about 1% on the day. Now, futures yesterday were somewhat mixed. They were pointing to a, an open of about a half percent down, which we did see about that half percent down uh, right here. We, we ended up initially up about a third, went that half percent down. Now we've recovered up about 1% on the QQQ here, uh, which if we go to SPY, we can get a little bit of uh, more color here. Yeah, so here's SPY. Look at it ride the 23.6 Fib retracement here. Really incredible. Uh, very, very uh, common to see these quick moves uh, to get to your next support line. Uh, the the 4.30 was not played well today. It's not one of the uh, retracements, but uh, and yesterday we broke below the 0%. Yesterday was, was probably the roughest. Uh, anywho. We have uh, Google, which was uh, negative this morning, sitting <clears throat> still up from yesterday at about uh, 26.35, up about 1.35 uh, at the moment. SoFi slightly up. Etsy still doing well, as well as Square. Uh, Square up almost 24% here at 117. Uh, doesn't actually bring them like that incredibly high. I mean, if you look at the chart here, it brings them back to their resistance of, you know, nine days ago. Or ten days ago, so so it's not like uh, it's not like these prices are spectacular. I mean, the same thing with Etsy. It's like, oh wow, cool prices from nine days ago, right? Uh, anywho, oh, and then of course to the downside, we do have Open Door just getting crushed today. Open Door down uh, to a low of uh, seven seventy seven at seven eighty five right now, with Beyond Meat following behind. Poor guidance, poor margins, uh, flipping business terrible. It's probably also why Redfin's down 5% because of the flipping businesses. Okay, so uh, Ukrainian Central Bank suspends digital payments overnight. Ooh, let's take a look at this here. What do we got? Open to doing that and cutting Russia off. And while sanctions, though, may drive demand for crypto, it is harder to evade those, especially for your average Russian citizen using an exchange. Sam Bankman-Fried CEO of FTX told me that this week. He said global exchanges work really closely with law enforcement to shut down illicit or sanctioned accounts. He said it's also pretty easy to track. Criminals will like choose to use Bitcoin because it's sort of like what you're told you're supposed to use to launder funds and then they'll like get caught. And, and sort of like, I, I, think, I think maybe in retrospect, sometimes regret having done it. Um, and, uh, you know, is what I must imagine is happening because, yeah, it is like actually pretty traceable. <laughs> Chainalysis this morning told me that they're really not seeing any unusual transaction volume out of Russia or Ukraine at this point. Russia's elite and financial authorities have been preparing for sanctions for months now. So if they were going to move large amounts of crypto, they probably already did that. Guys. 
Yeah, Kate, thank you so much. So many different uh, faucets and ways of Yeah, let's pop on over here. Uh, oops. All right, let's see here. All right, so we talked about you know, another update here on... Uh, I just can't get this right today. Uh, another update here on the radiation levels over at Chernobyl, which we did talk about earlier, and we're not watching HGTV. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen in here. Coming, and they went on with their daily lives, uh, and they hope to again. Mike Tobin, great reporting as always. Thank you very much. We want to bring in some yes. more of the video coming out of Ukraine. It shows uh, an apartment building in Kiev demolished in an Russian air assault, now we're told. Ukrainians surveying the damage left by the explosion. Yeah. You see the guy standing there pointing at all of the walls that have fa fallen away in the windows. The city's mayor says the damage was caused by rocket fragments. Three wow. people were hurt in this attack. Russian troops are moving ever closer now. Yeah, it doesn't look like a direct hit, but uh, oh no, well, that lower section there kind of looks like it got pretty good hit. Jennifer Griffin on and and a little bit earlier with Trey Yinks That's as bad. he was describing it. They're on the move. Putin seems to have a new focus today and it is to take that capital city. It will change the trajectory potentially for him of how slowly this is going with all of that resistance if he can get to the government seat with his troops. Yeah. We're watching all of it. Yeah, this is one of the things that I'm concerned about is, is the possibility of, this is Kharkiv by the way, uh, of the possibility that, uh, you know, we, we end up with uh, a Russian flag over Kiev and uh, motivation that, uh, or, or I mean, just the, the morale crush that that could cause for um, for Ukrainians and, and the uh, motivation it could cause for uh, the Russians. Uh, a lot of, a big fight, by the way, for trying to get on trains to get out of uh, getting out of uh, eastern parts of Ukraine. Uh, in fact, uh, there were talks that Ukrainian troops had to fire uh, warning shots into the air. And uh, just to, to stop a stampede of folks. Here, take a look at this video here. Apparently this is, uh, and, and again, could be propaganda, just keep it in mind. But the caption here is a Ukrainian hospital taking care of Russian soldiers. We, we, we don't know if that's true, obviously. Uh, maybe maybe from from uh, an armband, white, white armband potentially. It's hard to tell. It's just worse terrible, you know? I don't know. Uh, uh, apparently, uh, 18,000 rifles have been distributed in Kiev. And uh, some larger reports of explosions in uh, Kharkiv. All right, let's listen in over here. Of utilities. Things are happening. When you invade a sovereign nation, isn't that a war crime? Where does that put Putin? I don't think there's any doubt that Vladimir Putin will have blood on his hands sufficient that we will find that he committed true war crimes in the, the, the tradition that we have seen, right, where 
the most horrible sets of acts against innocent victims, knowing you weren't conducting a strike against a military target far out. Yeah, uh, small note. Uh, there are also, I, I haven't been able to get solid verification on this, but I'm seeing messages that potentially Russian warships are firing on commercial ships in the seas south. Editorial board outlining what it calls Putin's new world. Quote, Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine early Thursday marks the failure of Western deterrence and a return to the age of authoritarian conquest. Now we'll see if Europe and the U.S. awaken from their illusions of eternal post-Cold War peace and security to address the new world order. Your response. We can get it back, Harris. America is a powerful, great nation. We know how to do it. We did it for four years in the Trump administration. When we put America first, our friends knew they wanted to be our friends, and our adversaries knew that they they dare not tread on the United States. We were, we didn't send 50,000 soldiers every place to fight, but we made clear that there were things that mattered to us here at home, things that mattered to the American people. When you do that, Harris, the bad guys, Vladimir Putin. She's I'm gonna get off this guy, yapping. Take a look at this picture here from Sky News. Uh, this is a bridge in Kiev. Shout out to uh, Andy for joining the Path to Wealth and the Plan for Higher Net Worth course. Welcome aboard. All right. Let's see. We've got... Uh, this was another interesting shot. It shows uh, remnants of a uh, downed aircraft. I can't really, this is an associated press picture. There we go. Let's pull it up like this. Look at this. That's wild. I mean, uh, it, it's it's almost difficult to even tell uh, what you're looking at. You know, whether whether this is uh, the front uh, or, or the rear. Uh, I mean, it's, it's so difficult to tell. You know, potentially a mangled wing over here. But it just shows, I mean, it's just all destruction terrible you know this just to imagine you know you're you live in a in a townhome here or whatever a row house and and you come out and it's the crashed warplane you know on your stoop it's terrible ah all right Nuclear deal. I mean, that's looks like a turbine almost yeah actually maybe maybe that's an engine I, Maybe the United States and Israel from a nuclear weapon in Iran. These cascading crises um, often have marked history. And if the United States is weak, if we continue to be on our back foot, there is a real risk we'll continue to see this. That is really important. What you just said in terms of how much leverage Putin has and knows that he has. I, I'm trying to verify today, Secretary Pompeo, if we're still buying those 595,000 barrels of crude from Russia, our third largest supplier. I've got calls out now to the Department of Energy. I, I want to know, well, when are those checks going to stop being written? I mean, he has us literally over a barrel in certain sectors. As you just pointed out, we're on the same side of a negotiating table. Yeah, Harris, we have so many tools, so many levers gonna, of power that we could unleash. We're going to hop on over. Uh, it's my duty. If it will be the question of life and death of my country, my freedom, yes, I will go. And remember, if you're stuck at the border trying to get into Poland on a train, that's one thing. Remember, there are people waiting 12 hours plus outdoors at the pedestrian crossway. It is a dire situation and people are desperate. 
Scott, thank you so much for being there. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for being with us at this hour. Our coverage of this Russian attack on Ukraine continues inside politics with John King. Starts after a quick break. More breaking news, including my conversation with Senate Armed Services Chairman Jack Reed after this short break. Man, they're all going on break. How boring. That's all right. Let's see if Sky News can bail us out of this. <laughs> they are on commercial, it looks like, but we can go through a little bit of their, their latest stream here. So we'll do that. So um, welcome, Sean. And thank you for enrolling in Stocks and Psychology of Money. Let's go ahead and scroll through a little bit of Sky News here. Let's see what we got. So this was yesterday, uh, this this footage with these helicopters here. I remember this from yesterday. Oh, it even says yesterday. <laughs> there you go. And, and, and severely impacting the influence of the way the Russians go about business. The CIA provided uh, U.S. sting and missiles through the Pakistan intelligence community into uh, Afghanistan. From the yeah, this is, let's get to some of the more recent activity here. Um, let's see what we got over here. System also uh, banning American technologies from exporting uh, their goods to Russia, which they rely on for their defense uh, and uh, other military uh, equipment, and also targeting um, members of the political elite. But one uh, other sanction that they are keeping in their back pocket is, of course, uh, the SWIFT. Uh, financial transaction system, which Russia hasn't so far been banned from. There were questions uh, raised in that press conference with Joe Biden yesterday as to what he felt should happen, of, because, of course, this would really help Russia, would really uh, hurt Russia economically. Uh, he was careful with his wording, saying that that wasn't supported uh, by members of the European Union, because, of course, they're weighing up trying to punish Russia with how much pain it will cause their own economies but certainly that is yeah in fact uh japan right now looks like uh, working on entering into an agreement with europe to deliver liquid natural gas uh to uh, to europe given that a lot of this frequently comes from russia russian defense ministry now saying they have taken out 211 ukrainian military targets all right, let's uh, let's get someone else. See if they're back at some of their live reporting here. No, they're still in commercial. All right, let's see what we got over here. Still remaining. I'm Dan Whitehead, and I'm Sky News's West of England. No, this is just a commercial. That's no fun. All right, well, that's that's this is what happens when they all go on commercial. <laughs> that's all right. All right. Let's see here. Let's see if we can get some more info. We just talked about the defense ministry, so we covered that. Let's go hop on over here. Oh, this is also just ads right now. That's all right. Let's see what updates we have here. Mm. Oh, the uh, Russia-Ukraine invasion is becoming a key issue in the presidential race in France. Hmm. Thousands of Ukrainians crossing the border into uh, Poland. Air raid sirens in Lviv as of about an hour ago. Yeah, big questions now. Do you leave? Do you stay in Ukraine? Mm. Oh, wow. Here's a uh, 
This is quite an interesting picture. Let me see if I can pull this one up. So this is it. What I'm going to show is a picture of a rocket that landed in the street but failed to detonate in Kharkiv. I guess I just probably wouldn't touch it. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, these brave folks are. Let's take a look. Look at this. Wild, huh? I mean, it looks embedded into the sidewalk. Just insane. All right, now talk about uh, Russian forces blocking Ukraine's Sumy and Konoptop. Konotop. Konotop. That's better. Konotop. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Okay, we have here uh, Ukraine's prime minister says the government will issue a military loan. Let's listen in over here for a moment. Ah, this is on the uh, Supreme Court. We're going to stick to uh, Ukraine, though. Hmm. All right, let's listen in here. Ukraine's capital with gunfire and explosions. And we're now learning thousands of Russian Marines have landed in southeast Ukraine for a beach assault. The Ukrainian resistance has proven stronger than expected. Trey Yanks has more with us. He's live from the capital, Kiev. Kaylee, good afternoon. Russia now saying they've captured U.S. Javelin systems, which are the anti-aircraft uh, uh, missiles that you can um, shoulder mount. The past several minutes, we've heard explosions in the distance and some small arms fire. Very similar scenes throughout the day. If you just listen here in the Ukrainian capital, we do know the interior minister was handing out thousands of weapons to civilians today. There's a real understanding uh -oh. that if those Russian forces attempt Sorry. to take over this entire city. How how long was that frozen? <laughs> Not only by the Ukrainian army, but also by everyday people who are pledging to pick up arms and fight back. We went today to the metro system of Kiev to visit some of the civilians and speak with them about what their experience has been. Javelin like. has proven themselves useless. Oh, anti-tank. Oh, okay. Thank you. Never mind. Javelins are anti-tank. Not air. Thank you. Kiev is on edge at this hour. Russian forces are advancing on the Ukrainian capital, and we've seen armed police officers outside of government buildings trying to prepare for what could be a bloody urban battle. Underground in the Kiev metro, Ukrainian civilians are waiting out the Russian air campaign currently targeting this city. Troops are within just a few miles of the city center, and there's a real fear that civilians will run out of places to hide. No, we have nowhere to go, so we came here to the underground. It's safer here. Both the Ukrainians and the Russians today say they are open to negotiations, but those negotiations are going to look very different depending on who you ask. Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, has said that he should do anything to stop the bloodshed, speaking about Russian President Putin. But as we know, the Russians in this conflict have said one thing publicly and then taken military action, announcing those decisions behind the scenes. Back to you, Kaylee. Trey, it feels very imminent what is happening there. More than 200 Russian missiles. Now we know. I'm going to pause here for a moment just to say uh, NATO has released uh, statements here. No one should be fooled by the Russian government's barrage of lies. Putin's decision to attack Ukraine is a terrible strategic mistake. We are now making significant additional defensive deployments of forces to the eastern part of the alliance. We will make all the deployments necessary to ensure a strong and credible deterrence. 
Ukraine's prime minister says ports will go under heavy guard and blood product exports will be banned. And now we've got an update here. Ukraine saying two commercial ships have been hit by Russian missiles near Odessa. What he said, these were his words. He said, I'm not very good with weapons, but I will pick up a knife and slaughter those Russian pigs if they come into my city. He told me he was an English teacher. And then before he left, he said he was going to pray. That gives you a sense of what is going through the minds of people here in the capital of Kyiv. They understand that they are fighting a life and death situation, and they are willing to die on behalf of the sovereignty of Ukraine. Kaylee. Trey, thank you so much. Stay safe. Um, these are heroes, these average Ukrainian citizens um, who have become citizen <laughs> soldiers. Stay safe, Trey. Thank you very much. Dan, um, starting with you, I... What we're seeing, I mean, 200 missiles, more than that, potentially. Um, a thousand uh, quick note, Amnesty International says Russia launched indiscri indiscriminate attacks on civilian areas. So this is what, what we've been hoping would, would not happen. Now, we've seen some civilian areas already get uh, bombarded. Uh, some arguments that, oh, well, maybe there was artillery there, or maybe that's just the cover-up, whatever. But Amnesty International now accusing Russia of launching indiscriminate attacks on civilian areas. Russian military has shown a blatant disregard for civilian lives by using ballistic missiles and other explosive weapons with wide area effects in densely populated regions. Some of these attacks should be war crimes. The Russian government, which falsely claims to use only precision-guided weapons, should be responsible for these attacks. I mean, yesterday they were dropping cluster bombs, which uh, a lot of countries have banned uh, the use of cluster bombs. You have, uh, oh, it's sad. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, cluster bombs, basically bombs, and I don't know weapons expert, but bombs that explode and then release like, I don't know, 10 to 20 other munitions, potentially even more. And uh, when those other munitions get released, they, they <laughs> essentially uh, lead to substantially uh, more damage rather than just targeting one thing, kind of wipe out uh, a, a larger area. And so that kind of makes sense with what Amnesty International is saying. Uh, Russia and the U.S. actually both uh, are not part of the agreement not to use cluster munitions, but no. So both of them are technically use them. Uh, and so we're seeing that, which is very sad. More than 50,000 Ukrainians have fled in 48 hours. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of, uh, oh, and that's to Poland, a lot of uh, random... I don't want to say random, but a lot of statistics on this. Some are saying uh, 100,000. Some are saying 50,000. All right, let's listen in a little bit more. To assist Russia. That's exactly right. We need to wake up and understand that China and Russia now have a de facto alliance. They are working together to undermine the United States. There's this idea that we can just focus on the China threat and kind of wash our hands of what is happening in Europe. It doesn't work like that. You know, there, you talked about a timeline, a really quick timeline, one to four days. We've got time later down the road to litigate what has happened to get to this point. I'm interested in policy decisions immediately. We need to expedite arms into Ukraine. We can do it through Poland. They need air defense systems. They need more javelins. It's been stuck in bureaucratic inertia. 
Poland wants these things. Our Baltic um, allies want them to shore up their own defenses. But we need to get some of this stuff into the Ukrainian people. We've been telling our allies, you need to care about your country more than we care about your country. Ukraine is showing us they do. Poland is showing us they do. The Estonians are showing us they do. A uh, quick note, and uh, we're going to switch channels here for a sec. I just want to give a shout out to uh, Sean, Brian, David, and uh, I are, I don't know how to pronounce that. You have to, you'll have to teach me how to say that one. But welcome to those of you who just joined, uh, actually all of you, the Stocks on Psychology and Money Group. Welcome aboard. Let's listen in here. Taken hostage the entire Ukrainian people. The words are pretty aggressive, but I think for a lot of people who study President Putin pretty closely over the past few years, um, he himself was looking very aggressive, uh, not perhaps his sort of calmer self of previous years. So a, a lot of concern around that statement and specifically this possibility that Russian forces are opening a pathway to attack into civilian neighborhoods coming yeah. up tonight. John. Nick Robertson, a very important reporter from Moscow. Nick, appreciate it very much. Now let's get to CNN's Erin Burnett. She is in Lviv. That's in the western region of Ukraine. Erin, air raid sirens in the city where you are this morning. What is the latest right now? So I'll tell you, you know, John, we've had air raid sirens, obviously, in the mornings here. Today, um, there was then there was air raid sirens in the morning. People did take shelter. And then there was one when we haven't had one before, right in the middle of the day. So we were outside, you know, and able to see people's reaction. And things have palpably shifted. John, as I said, it's, it's, it's a very dark day. Things have changed. When that air raid siren went off, people moved. People started to go. Some people I saw sort of trotting as if they were going someplace. Someone that we were talking to said, well, I, do I go home or do I go somewhere else? People are taking shelter. This is not just an exercise. Uh, this is now perceived by people to be life or death. This is real. And there's been a palpable shift in the streets. Some of uh, our team you know, have been asked for identification. That had not happened before. There is a curfew that is going to take place here uh, in the next couple of hours. Uh, it is supposed to be dark here in a couple of hours as it is across this country. The streets are very empty. Some of the side streets that cars use as cut throughs that we've seen over the past couple of weeks have been bumper to bumper were completely empty. Uh, it was very hard to find any anything open in terms of even getting food. No retailers opened. Uh, it is very much a hold and wait your breath. And uh, just just I would say, for lack of a better word, John, there it is bated breath and waiting for something bad to happen. That's the attitude that people have. And right. let me just follow up on that point. I'm going to ask the control room if we just have a map of the country in the sense that uh, we understood Putin very much wanted the yep. separatist regions uh, to the east. Uh, then there was the threat. You want to topple the Zelensky government. You go for the capital in Kiev. Uh, you are in Lviv to the west, closer to Portland, por uh, to Poland, excuse me. Uh, many people thought perhaps if there was going to be a quote unquote safe city in Ukraine, it would be Lviv. But as you note, this changing mood and you hear the aggression in Putin's words and the talk of taking all of Ukraine back, yeah. that has changed things, right? It has changed things. And yesterday morning, you know, we were we were awakened such that we had napped for about a half an hour to bombs, uh, to missiles and rockets, right, that hit military uh, establishments around here so that it shocked people. It shocked people and it has completely changed the way they see things. But I will say, John, you know, today I went to a place where army reservists were showing up. And I also talked to young men right now that they have in martial law here banned anybody between the ages of 18 and 60 who's a man from leaving the country. Any men are here. They can't leave. Right. So I talked to a reservist. He said, look, I could have hidden. I could have hidden and found a way to not show up. But I'm here. And he's a veteran of the, the, the war in the east. I am here, he said, because I want to destroy Russians in my territory. 
And the boys we talked to are 18, John. They said the exact same thing. Innocent little childish faces. And they're willing to take guns and fight in the streets of this city if that's what it takes. That's remarkable. We'll watch it play out in the hours ahead. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of interesting. His little faux pas there, calling Portland, poor, uh, Poland, Portland, uh, little oopsie. That somebody's gonna end up clipping that one. But anyway, uh, quick shout out to FTX sponsoring this video. You can sign up for FTX, and you can actually trade with FTX uh, for cryptocurrency, which is very nice. You get to use the trading view, uh, technical analysis tools on top of being able to instantly trade. Uh, one thing that I'm watching here is is how tentative Bitcoin has been under 40 here. Uh, it really almost got rejected at four. Well, we, we got rejected at 40 here uh, yesterday and then got rejected this morning, uh, just a couple hundred bucks shy. But uh, this was really when peak fear occurred because of the uh, invasion. And since the invasion's begun, we've, we've seen this sort of... Uh, uh, behavior, not just in Bitcoin, but also in the stock market, this sort of rise here. Welcome, Stephen, to the Stocks and Psychology of Money group. Welcome aboard. All right. So what else? Let's see here. Uh, Ukraine announcing they're not dead yet. Yikes. Uh, this is coming from Kiev now. Listening over here while we get some other updates too. Ukrainians right now, and he thought maybe yesterday his forces would have been able to take Kiev. That has not happened yet. We don't know when or if it will happen, but he underestimated them, and he might have underestimated his own people because across more than 50 cities in Russia, Kaylee, more than 1,700 arrests of Russians holding up signs saying no to war. President Putin has a problem on the homeland, too, as he tries to expand westward. He does. Dan, to Lauren's point, um, they are experiencing the Russians stiffer opposition than they thought. The passion of the Ukrainians coming through in that fight. Is there any hope? Where does that stand now? Stiffer opposition. But when you've had your, your air force obliterated, um, it seems next to impossible. It, you look, we never gave the Ukrainians uh, the Patriot anti-aircraft missiles or the Harpoon anti-ship missiles that they could have certainly used right now. I think it's, it's certainly Russia is going to conquer Ukraine. Uh, and, and listen, punitive economic measures alone, we know that's never going to be enough to stop Vladimir Putin or deter him from attacking. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, quickly, just want to point out this photo here. Look how terrible this is. This is... Um... Remember all of these, just so you can show your support. Uh, I uh, when I show these from Twitter, I like them, so that way you could look at my history on Twitter. Just go at Real Meet Kevin, and then on the right side you see likes, and then you can kind of see all of them, uh, replay them or whatever. I believe this is the same building that we saw earlier, where it was t uh, said that fragments of rockets hit uh, this building. This looks much more. Like, this looks like much more than a fragment. I mean, this looks like a hit. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, I mean, the entire wall is gone. Uh, although these could be uh, these could be balconies here, but you do see the uh, the, the tearing of, of the wall here. So I'm not sure if these are just uh, maybe balcony railings that are blown off here on the edge. It's, it's a little it's too difficult to tell just based on the debris. You can clearly see there was a fire here. It's just terrible. Just bad. Eastern Europe were over. And yet this is what we're seeing today. The panel weighs in next.
Alright, hop on over. Okay, they're all on commercial again. Let's go to the BBC. I don't know, they got a lot more commercials today than usual. Ah! Yeah, I'll tell you, TV remotes are stupid. Give me a chance to freaking type it. This is quite annoying. Oh my gosh. I'm going to vomit. Two, oh, nine. Oh, I did it. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> anyway that the Russians will veto it because they have veto power, but they want to use the form of the UN um, to force Russia to explain itself and to try to show that Russia is isolated. So that's a diplomatic move. Uh, the Secretary of State has talked about uh, trying to uh, rally humanitarian support for Ukraine. We know that the, uh, the uh, Americans are also sharing intelligence with Ukraine. They had quite good intelligence, clearly, in the run-up to the uh, invasion, and so presumably that continues uh, to some degree. Um, and they are just uh, uh, also organized, seeing if they can continue uh, weapons and, and ammunition uh, deliveries, uh, given the situation, the airport's under attack, it's not entirely clear. Um, so those are the kinds of steps they're taking, and um, they are continuing to try to um, get, get support for Ukraine and isolate Russia in, in international circles. Is there yeah, oh, isolating Russia throughout the international circles, I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's all about, but... Putin doesn't give a crap. Listen to this. This is a uh, Jewish um, synagogue. I don't know if that's redundant in Odessa. But anyway, let's listen in. I, I don't know if this... Uh, well, let's listen. It's, it's too low for me to hear. Uh, let me try to pump it up here. I believe it's it's not in English anyway. Is that they're getting ready to evacuate uh, Odessa here, and they're basically saying goodbye to their synagogue. It's terrible. Go back over here. Although that is still on the table. Um, but uh, but there is a lot of support on Capitol Hill for very tough action, tough sanctions from the administration. Not uh, for any troops on the ground, though. Mr. Biden has been very clear about um, uh, about not sending troops to fight in Ukraine, and there's a there's a fairly widespread view on on uh, Capitol Hill that that would be a bad idea. They don't want to get into a shooting war uh, with the Russians yeah. in, in Ukraine. Having said all of that. Mr. Biden's uh, argument uh, yesterday was that sanctions um, to really take effect um, will take a bit of time. And the, and the measures put into place, um, if they are held by the, uh, by the uh, U.S. and Europe tightly, then Russia will really feel some economic pain and the country will be weakened and Mr. Putin will have to deal with that. Okay, thank you very much. There's a Polish or Ukrainian person who lives in Poland saying he will go back to fight for his country and is ready to die for his country. All males, 18 to 60, have been banned from leaving uh, to uh, to encourage them to fight. Jeez. Uh, all right. Kiev, even though he knows that he is a target. And separately, Reuters is saying that President Zelensky says that all officials, soldiers, and citizens are here 
defending Ukraine. So uh, more on that when we get it, of course. Okay, well, large numbers of Ukrainian citizens are on the move, trying to find safety and shelter. The United Nations says 100,000 people have left their homes so far. Uh, here's an uh, interesting one. Uh, in an address to Putin's Security Council, Putin has called on the Ukrainian military to end its resistance and cooperate with the Russian military, asking Ukraine's military to seize power from the terrorists and Nazis running the government in Kyiv, obviously. Um, he's essentially suggesting uh, that uh, people uh, turn on their government and just give up. Good luck, Mr. Putin. Waiting five or six hours. When they finally got across, um, they really have been trying to find and work out what to do next. Some have been forming little clusters at the roadside. Some of these people are from the ethnic Hungarian minority just across the border in Ukraine. They at least have relatives or friends on this side in Hungary who eventually come and pick them up. But we've also been speaking here today to people, to Ukrainians from much deeper inside the country. Uh, a grandmother and uh, her um, granddaughter early this morning who'd uh, driven from Kharkiv in the east, um, completely exhausted, wiped out, uh, just looking for a place to lie down really for a few hours to recover. Also, some of the people who were crossing really have no idea where they're going. Uh, that particular woman saying she might try to go to Poland. They had acquaintances in Poland. Just the cafe over to one side where I'm standing here. And I should say that uh, more, even more people are coming as night falls. Uh, a little girl in the cafe there saying, in a completely overcrowded cafe, saying she just wants to go home. And her mother trying to explain to her that she's very sorry they can't go home. So quite dramatic and quite emotional scenes here at the border today. Nick, you were reporting earlier in the day uh, that some men uh, had been turned away from the border, uh, and this was partly because uh, the government has uh, asked all men between the ages of 18 and 60 to stay behind and fight. That's right, yes. Um, we've been asking the women here today and older people at this border why, uh, where are the men, basically, and they're saying they can't get across the border anymore. Some had managed to get across um, from this, as I say, ethnic Hungarian area, the other side, before that decision was taken by the Ukrainian government. We have seen a few rather well-dressed men. There are allegations that they've been paying their way out, bribing border guards to let them leave. We have no way of independently. Very wow. Certainly very notable here that that's interesting. Uh, men, pay, I mean, it makes sense. People just like, look here, what if I give you, you know, X dollars, just let me get out. I, I mean, I believe that it's wartime. There are going to be people who just want to go. That's, that's just sad. Ukraine has led to false or misleading videos and photographs being posted yeah. on social media claiming to be from the conflict. But some of those checked by the BBC include footage from previous conflicts in Ukraine or elsewhere in the world. Social media platforms such as Twitter seem to be taking a proactive role in confronting misleading content, removing several videos shown to be misleading by fact checkers and researchers. But not Good. all of the clips are exactly what they seem and not all of the information is being... This is what we've been talking about here today. So let's see if they can give us some clarity. I like that. This 
I'm joined now by Olga Robinson, who's from BBC Monitoring's disinformation team. Um, hello there, Olga. Um, so what have you been seeing in these past 24 hours? So there are numerous videos during the rounds that claim to show what is actually happening in, in Ukraine right now. And obviously, a lot of the footage that we are seeing is genuine, but we are also seeing some clips uh, that uh, misrepresent what is happening in Ukraine are old or have nothing to do with the conflict whatsoever. Um, some of these images include um, footage from previous conflicts like the war in Syria, in Libya. We're going to pull back just for a moment here because there's an update here. Look at the New York Times here uh, with with this, uh, this update. He, where was it? Uh, oh, uh, Pentagon update. Where'd he go? That disappeared on me. Hold on. I'll come back to it. It was an interesting update. Clips are going really, really viral. For example, one clip, one old clip uh, of uh, a parachuting soldier has been viewed on TikTok in literally just a day alone, nearly. Ah, here it is. Take a look at this. So this is uh, New York Times. Russian forces have lost momentum in the invasion of Ukraine, a senior Defense Department official said. But Pentagon officials warned that as of Friday morning, uh, Russia has sent Ukraine only 30% of its troops amassed at the border. So kind of interesting here, this this dual, dual message here, this talk of, uh, of, of potentially, uh, you know, this loss of momentum, but then, hey, they could decide to just send more troops in. Hit a, I'll hit a like on this so you could see this yourself if, if you want. Quite, quite interesting. All right, let's go back to the disinformation person so we can get educated. Because they just simply haven't checked it before uh, retweeting or uh, or hitting the repost button. Um, and they are trying to do it very often just to help others and to raise awareness um, of what is happening on the ground. And one uh, such example that we've seen quite a lot over the past um, 24 hours was um, an, a footage uh, that allegedly was showing, um, well, the people were assumed was showing um, the situation in the city of Mariupol in Ukraine, but in reality it was taken um, from a, a TikTok that was posted a few weeks ago, and uh, um, it in fact shows uh, a lightning um, striking a power lightning. plant. They should show this! Um, with the current Lightning storm instead of uh, an actual uh, shelling. Nice. There's been quite a lot of talk of Russian disinformation on Ukraine. What have you been observing in this regard? Um, so Russian media and pro-Kremlin outlets on uh, online have been um, spreading misleading information about Ukraine, not for just a few days or weeks, but for years. In fact, ever since the annexation of Crimea in 2014, we've seen a steady flow of misleading and false stories coming out of them. Uh, suggesting that Ukraine um, is a failed state or, for example, that... All right, we're going to pull off this for a moment. We've talked a lot about this earlier as well, about the impact of uh, propaganda on both sides, positive and negative, for the war. Zelensky, Lauren, this man is a hero. And Quick shout-out, by the way, to Alec, who just bundled up. Uh, bundle number one, real estate investing and stocks and the wealth path. That's a triple core. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for your faith and joining. Us in
According to our information, the enemy has listed me as target number one and my family as target number two. They want to destroy the country politically, terminating the head of state. No. Yeah, you know, he's such, high, such, wow. high, such high praise for President Zelensky. Um, what, what, what strikes me about this is the days leading up to, um, to the invasion, there was this sense of calm, right, in Ukraine that this wouldn't happen. And if it did, we yep. could deal with it. And then suddenly it did happen. And, and we see them fighting back. And we see the president, even though he's listed as target number one, showing brave resolve and you know will, willing to to stick to stick through to see his country through he knows that putin is emboldened where does putin go next with all of this the baltics perhaps and that's why you have estonia latvia lithuania saying you know what those swift sanctions the so-called nuclear option for sanctions do it now poland is worried nato members are worried that putin is so debolical right now that He'll go into into their territory, and you know Zelensky is showing the the strongest hand that he has right now. A quick note: uh, J.P. Morgan releasing a note that they do not believe. Uh, oh well, this is interesting too. They do not believe that China will uh, escalate tensions with Taiwan, uh, although that has been rumored. Take a look at this: Zelensky in Kiev. Всем добрый вечер. Лідер фракції тут, голова офісу президента тут, прем'єр-міністр Шмагаль тут. Basically saying we are here, we're here to defend uh, and, and support the cause. We haven't left. We're here we're trying to show the date and time because some people are saying always oh, fled. Ми тут захищаємо нашу незалежність, нашу державу. І так буде і далі. Слава нашим захисникам, слава нашим захисницям. Слава Україні. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. It's just, uh, you know, could you imagine being the most wanted person in, uh, in, in Ukraine, essentially, by, uh, you know, a, a country invading in part to get you, uh, you know, and, and uh, being in the capital that's that's under attack. That's wild. Uh, Ukraine's deputy defense minister says Russian has focused its efforts on Kyiv, but has failed to achieve its initiative. Well, yeah. Um, a lot of resistance out of Kyiv, especially uh, burning or blowing up the bridges to try to prevent tanks from coming in. One more thing to the president's point about a month from now. I don't believe the president's saying we're going to impose these sanctions and wait a month to do more. I do think just listening to authorities on what these sanctions can do, there are short-term effects, but even more damaging long-term effects. One more thing, if they cut off from the Swiss bank system, you're talking more than a 5% reduction in Russia's GDP. Yeah. Rebecca, let me come to you really quick on that quagmire uh, between our EU allies, um, but also, you know, supporting Ukraine. You have Senator Menendez, who's come out and says, as we seek to impose maximum cost on Putin, there is more that we can and should do. And he does mention the SWIFT payment system. And notably, his counterpart on the Foreign Committee, on the Foreign Relations Committee, uh, Jim Risch, agrees with him. So there is bipartisan support for doing more. There exactly is. You know, I think 
we've, we have this problem, we, the Biden administration has this problem where they're, it's leading from behind, but like in the worst way, because we have a crisis right now in Europe where they're trying to get everybody on board before they do anything. Now is the time for American leadership. Work with the countries that are doing their part and are demonstrating the resolve and the seriousness and the commitment. And then, you know, the Germans, again, they're going to have to wean themselves off of of Russian energy. And that's just the bottom line. They're going to weaken the entire NATO alliance with this kind of behavior. So I would suggest move forward. Swift is one thing. I would go even further than that. Start actually really, we want the ruble to fall through the floor. We, I mean, there was like no reaction to the markets after the announcements of sanctions because nobody really thought that they were that serious. There has got to be serious pain against yeah. the Russian and the Russian people are going to feel it. And then they're going to respond and hopefully get out in the streets and protest this this unjust act of aggression on the part of the Russian government. But by the way, there's going to be body bags coming home of dead Russian soldiers for this completely unjust and unneeded needless war of aggression. And, and so I would say, yes, listen to the bipartisan Congress here. There is so much more to be done. And we need this, you know, we've got different allies saying different things because it's confused. It's an alliance. You need somebody to say, this is what we're doing. We are leading. Come with us. And that's the role that the United States needs to play. Yeah. That's yeah. Well if said. the time is not now, uh, when a democratic country is being invaded, uh, then when is the time? Uh, the answer to that is the time is now. Coming up, as Russian forces enter Kiev. I do want to show this. This is a uh, video uh, interview here of... What would happen if a missile hit Chernobyl? So let's see what they say uh, in this video here. Chernobyl nuclear site in Ukraine is now under the control of Russian troops. The impacts of this takeover stretch far beyond Ukraine. That's because Chernobyl was the site of the world's worst nuclear disaster in 1986. Terrible. A botched safety test at the atomic plant caused an explosion which sent clouds of nuclear material across much of Europe. Dozens of people died and the area is still impacted. Chernobyl's position just north of Kyiv means if the plant is hit by artillery, radioactive dust could end up over Ukraine, Belarus, and other parts of Europe. And overnight, Ukrainian officials reported increased radiation levels in a number of places in the area. Now, keep in mind, we talked about these potential increased radiation levels possibly being uh, because of the disruption of tanks driving through the, the land around uh, Chernobyl, which has radioactive particles scattered all over it uh, and these particles which take very very long time to lose their radioactivity uh when they get thrown up into the air the sensors start picking them up and it's like oh my gosh there's nuclear particles in the sky right or, or in the air uh it, remember particles are, get washed off uh they're just actual particles so that's kind of wild here to help us understand the impact of this takeover is Seth Gray. He's on the board of the Nuclear Energy Institute and a member of the Civil Nuclear Trade Advisory Committee to the U.S. Secretary of Commerce. He's also the CEO of nuclear fuel company Lightbridge Core. Seth, thanks so much for joining us. So first, let's just talk through what your biggest concern is now that the plant is in the hands of Russia. Well, as long as there's no significant damage done to the plant, there aren't very serious concerns. What I understand is that the normal Ukrainian workers are operating the facility and they are surrounded by Russian forces, so they feel like they are hostages. But I don't think there are Russian 
uh, forces that are actually operating the facilities. Now, there's not that much to do there right now. The remains of the melted down reactor core are under concrete called the sarcophagus, and that's under a newer steel archway that protects the site. Uh, there's been heavy military equipment rolling through and around the area that stirs up dust, some of which has some radioactive uh, elements in it, uh, in the soil, but nothing that, that would be threatening. The structure is not designed to withstand attack. It's designed to protect what's under it. But what's under it is, is already very much encased in concrete and is very safe. Yeah, and Seth, you, you bring up... Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. A uh, quick note, looks like school will be suspended for at least two weeks in Ukraine. And Ukraine's interior minister now saying that several sabotage groups have been destroyed in Kyiv as of Friday. Uh, but that saboteurs are appearing in other cities. So potential uh, Russian military uh, sabotaging... Uh, by pretending to be part of the resistance uh, in Ukraine, maybe taking arms even. You know, I mean, think about this. They're handing out guns to, to willing people uh, in, in Kyiv. Well, what if you're part of the resistance or, or the, the, the saboteur groups and, and, you know, they're getting armed? It's, it's terrible. That's all just a disaster. That's the downside of war. All right, let's listen in over here. Zelensky saying everyone should take up arms, uh, start building Molotov cocktails. Wouldn't that be ironic? Uh, but you're still seeing the potential and the will of the Ukrainian people to fight back. Uh, I still am convinced the Russians do not have enough force, even if it was a well-trained, well-supplied, well-equipped and well-equipped and well-led force. That <laughs> Listen to this. You see, this is kind of along with what we were talking about. Um... Ukraine's interior minister says police are asking to identify people with Russian accents who've just suddenly appeared in the region. Yeah. Thank you, John. Up next, reading Vladimir Putin. Russia's president scoffs at new sanctions and vows to expand his reach and his power. Well, let's try the BBC. Ah, it's just devastating. There you go. All righty. Uh, no, no update here. Sorry, let's listen in. At the same time, the Russian people must know that Kremlin's war on Ukraine will not make Russia more secure. It will not make Russia more respected in the world. It will not lead to a better future for your children. In response to Russia's massive military buildup over the past months, we have already strengthened our deterrence and defense. This is NATO in Brussels. Uh, just a note here, taking a look at markets here. Look at oil. Now, oil is actually falling. A lot of that oil fear trade about, oh, if Russia invades, we're going to $120 a barrel or whatever. A lot of this is actually evaporating. Uh which, which is quite interesting. You have uh, Brent now at $96. It was, uh, you know, hit a high of $105 uh, yesterday. 
Let's look at bonds. 10-year, 2% even. Back to 2% here. I'll look at the yield curve as well. Uh, and then, of course, markets here, uh, green across the board. Let's look at the 10-2. So this will take a second to pull up. The 10-2 is the spread between the 10-year and the 2-year yield. And the closer it gets to zero, the more problematic. We were last uh, yesterday at 36, went up to about 40. And now the spread is 38.6. So still a little bit of a flattening as that, that 10-year goes back to 2%. Ukraine's interior ministry says gas pipelines could be one of Russia's targets. Russian troop targets. Yeah. All right, let's see. What sucks? Oh, wow. Uh, shout out to those of you who uh, joined here. Andy, Stocks and Psychology of Money. Christina, welcome, Stocks and Psychology of Money. Ooh, uh, I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce this one. Lejeune? I'm going to go with that. Stocks and Psychology of Money. Welcome, Federico. Stocks and Psych, welcome. Thanks for joining. Remember, there's that coupon code for those programs on Building Your Wealth and those private live streams with me in the morning. Link down below. Uh, applies to all the courses, the bundles, whatever. And the uh, price goes up on Monday with the new uh, lectures that were released. All right, let's see what we got over here. Uh, no, this is the Today Show. Let's pop. And then, of course, this video is brought to you by FTX, which is our crypto sponsor today. Why does the remote control suck? I think I just need a new remote control. Come on, man. <laughs> I feel so, like, stupid. Dude, come on. <laughs> okay, here we go the worst his own protesters he denies his own people basic civil liberties that that, oh, that wow. folks enjoy in places like that looks like a helicopter what's left of it we continue to plan for fighting the war that we face today in ukraine uh we need to prepare for the war that we might have to fight uh in in the baltic states against russia putin's risk calculus has changed i absolutely agree with that uh and whether new batteries why would i need new batteries i've never changed the batteries of Afghanistan, which put a few nails in the Soviet uh, evil empire coffin, uh, that's certainly quite possible. And, and even if it's not that likely that Putin would, would engage in military attack on a NATO member at this time, we've got to prepare for it and we've got to make it clear to Putin that we will stand up for our NATO member allies. And we haven't done that the way that we should, as effectively as we should. What a concerning prospect that is, Rebecca, that Dan brings up. The notion that he could attack a NATO country. I mean, you mentioned last segment this could go beyond Ukraine. It's not just our experts here on this panel. It's Secretary of State Antony Blinken. He was asked, it is, is it a possibility that Putin goes beyond Ukraine? And he said, sure, it is a possibility. I mean, if NATO, NATO countries attacked, Article 5 steps up and, and we're essentially obligated to step in. That's exactly right. And it's not even... You know, Vladimir Putin, I actually think that he is behaving rationally based on his own assumptions that he holds. It's a mistake for Americans to think that when other countries behave so egregiously and as these belligerents, that, that they're that they're madmen, it's that they have a different set of national objectives. And we better understand Vladimir Putin was very clear in his speeches about his intent. And unless he is made to stop, unless he is made to pay a price that he's not willing to pay for his gains, he will keep going. I'm afraid that, that maybe he won't intentionally strike a NATO country, that he won't seek to do it on purpose. 
but he very well could by, be by accident. He can stumble into a war because once you keep, if he keeps moving through Ukraine all the way up to the border and takes the whole country, you're going to have seven NATO countries exposed to Russia right up against the Russian border. And then so you can have an accidental warplane or a missile land into NATO territory in which those countries understandably respond. And now we've just stumbled into a very serious war with, with nuclear powers. One last point. The French foreign minister bravely responded to these veiled nuclear threats on the part of the Russian Federation by reminding the Russians that NATO is a nuclear alliance as well. Once again, an ally. Uh, well, yeah. And after he did that, uh, what happened was nuclear ended up going trending on Twitter because now it's like we're starting to do tit for tat with, uh, uh, you know, with with nuclear weapons. It's terrible. It's the last thing we want to think of when you get that mutually assured destruction. And that's the last thing anybody even wants to hear about. Wild. Uh, welcome, Max, to the Stocks and Psychology Money Group. Welcome aboard because people in his own country are going to rise up when economically they're hit with really hard conditions. Yeah, and that hasn't happened yet, unfortunately, but it can. And when we talk about, you know, Rebecca was just saying strong words from the French foreign minister. Yeah, we're a nuclear alliance as well. We can hit you. We haven't seen that as we have this military invasion in Ukraine. We haven't seen that response with these late and light economic sanctions. Because what the economic sanctions don't do is target the bread and butter of the Russian and European economy. I mean, Russia, two thirds of their economy is oil and these sanctions have not touched their oil, right? Because Putin made the gamble, being a leader and having experience, he knew that all 27 European Union nations wouldn't get together and agree that they had to make the same targeted sanction. And he won, he was right. And his, the bread and butter of his economy, his oil is still flowing through Ukraine to the rest of Europe. And the Europeans need it because they don't have anything else because it's cold and they got to fill up the gas tanks. So he made a couple of bets here that he shared with the world, Kaylee. That's the thing. We heard his manifesto, his essay that he wrote over the summer. This is what he intended to do. Then we tried that strategy of let's declassify information so Putin would know that we knew what he was going to do. And he did it anyway. And we were spot on. And now we're still trying to figure out how to respond to stop him. And quite, quite frankly, I, I'm not sure what we can do at this point. Uh, NATO, by the way, announcing more weapons coming in for uh, Ukraine, including more air defense weapons. It's obviously a big deal at this point. The, hmm, let's see, why a former Ukrainian official left his family and volunteered to fight two days ago Someone was a pilot here. This individual was a politician in Kiev who thought his future lay in Europe. Yesterday, he and his family woke up to the sound of missile blasts nearby. Today, he said goodbye to his wife and children to enlist to fight. Wow. That's sad. Uh, breakup of uh, families. Well, of course, we've talked about Russia and its restrictions on Facebook. A little bit more here about, in a statement, ministry officials from Facebook, uh, I'm sorry, from Russia, have stated that Facebook committed human rights violations and violated the rights and freedoms of Russian citizens as the social network allegedly clamps down on Russian media. All right. This guy at this point, because I do believe he has become uh, completely unhinged. And to Lauren's point, Oh, Putin. Uh, well, I, you know, sometimes just so you know, when you're watching 
uh, like on Fox specifically, you get this this hawkishness saying Putin is unhinged or has lost his mind or whatever. I I, I think some of that is being said because uh, the Fox narrative is, hey, Biden's not doing enough against this uh, madman. So if we finally had a president who would do something against this madman, then uh, that then that that'd be more ideal. I think that's sort of the narrative they're trying to spin. So sometimes you hear a little bit too much of that. Okay, over here they're still doing the NATO summit. So let's pop. I think I think yeah, I might be right. Maybe I do need batteries. I mean, it works. It's just, yeah. well, not really. <laughs> Remote shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so. Latvia, Latvia to Putin says, don't mess with us. A UK prime minister addressed NATO leaders this afternoon, uh, updating them on the next steps, urging leaders to take immediate action against SWIFT to inflict maximum pain against Putin and his regime. Remember this, this about the, you know, kicking Russia out of SWIFT is, is so, so important. Uh, you know, we, oh, and now they're talking about cyber attacks can trigger Article 5. Okay, a couple things to talk about here. Let me quickly address that. Article 5 of the NATO Charter is an attack on one and is an attack on all. Last thing you really want is NATO to have to get involved in this war because then then now you get into more of that World War Three kind of aspect, which I, I, I think is highly, highly unlikely. Uh, so if, if you see that kind of stuff, I, I think that's, that's not even close to, uh, I think that's just fear-mongering, really. Uh, I mean, hopefully not. I, I mean, anything, anything can happen. We're going to pay attention. But um, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. So Swift. Uh, so uh, it's been Germany and Italy who have been opposed to kicking uh, Russia out of the Swift banking system, which would uh, pretty much eliminate the banking system's ability to operate in terms of uh, international wire transfers, potentially even credit card transactions. Russia says they're prepared for being kicked out of SWIFT already. Germany this morning U-turned and said they'd they actually consider kicking them out. Uh, it's a mess. That's all I got to say. It's a mess. Hanyu, welcome to the Stocks and Psychology Money Group. Happy to have you. All right. Well, let's see. Here's another update. What's this one? NATO is making, quote, significant additional defensive deployments. That's not great, but they are. Uh, to the eastern part of the alliance. Noting that while deterrence and defense measures are being deployed, NATO's actions remain preventative, proportionate, and non-escalatory. It's a fancy word. We have deployed land and air forces in the eastern part of the alliance and maritime assets across NATO areas. We have, we have activated NATO's defense plans to prepare ourselves to respond to a range of contingencies and secure alliance territory including by drawing on our response forces. Yikes. All right, what do we got over here? Then comes the confirmation. Okay, I uh, just saw a few stocks just quickly fall. I'm going to try to see what's happening. The Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell has a history with Supreme Court nominations. Let's get some important reports. Yeah, indices just rotated a tiny little bit down, just on the minute candlestick, you know, talking about like half a percent here, but a little bit of a move here, so I do wonder why. Uh, I'm going to start with you, sir, since you are the Capitol Hill correspondent. This goes straight up, so you're looking for the... Yeah, this is just Supreme Court talk. Hmm. This is... Nothing. Let's go the other way. 
Okay. Uh, a lot of commodities falling right now off of uh, some of the heights of the fear that we had seen, uh, which is good. Uh, some talk about an explosion now in Donetsk, the eastern region. Uh, it's been the subject of the separatist region. NATO to provide air defense to Ukraine and more weapons. Nice. Yeah, no, just translations of text. No, no pictures or video of this potential explosion. All right, let's listen in here. This is breaking right now. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. Oh, come on. We've played this like 20 minutes ago. This is not breaking right now, McEnany. We are in Kiev. We are defending Ukraine. Uh, wow. Let's bring back in Trey Yinks live in Kiev. I don't hear any programming, guys. Someone. Trey, are you there? Nope. Our civilians. They couldn't get their act together. Um, Shail Eskumar. Probably butchered that a little bit, and I'm sorry. Welcome aboard to the Stocks and Psychology Money Group. See if they got this together. In just over two hours, there's okay. a big concern by officials in the Ukrainian capital that Russian troops could basically try to infiltrate the city and then launch an attack from the inside. Now, Ukraine is prepared for that, and they have been arming civilians here and other forces across the city. So if this does turn into an urban warfare type situation, they will be able to push back against that offensive. But it would be a very bloody offensive if it does take place in that manner. We do know diplomatic efforts are underway to try to push the Russians back from the brink of totally taking over this country. But many Ukrainians say it is too late. In terms of support, there are reports right now that NATO will be supplying Ukraine with more air defense systems. This would be extremely helpful and be able to allow those Ukrainian forces to slow down the Russian air campaign. But it may take too long for those systems to get here. And then ultimately, it would be up to the ground forces in Ukraine to defend the city. Back to you. Thank you. All right. As the Russian war machine brutalizes Ukraine, the United States government is on high alert for a possible Russian or Chinese attack on our cyber networks. The head of the Justice Department's National Security Division. I'm going to pull off this for a moment. Take a look at this. Here's a uh, in uh, Melitopol. Anyway, uh, in Ukraine here, this is in a, on, uh, a hospital here. And you could see a shell actually hitting the oncology department on the left right here so pay attention to right here uh when i play this i don't know if there's audio we'll see all right let's go look again from the left Wow. Jeez. Like, what's up with that? Shooting the hospital. It's terrible. That's just, that's just wrong targeting the Democratic National Committee and Secretary Clinton's emails. So we have to be concerned about Russia targeting our infrastructure, 
uh, mounting continued disinformation campaign. Uh, Vladimir Putin considers that a way to counter any uh, efforts by the United States to support Ukraine. And he might think of it as deterrence as well uh, in the event that he thinks he can uh, induce the United States not to respond so strongly in defense of Ukraine because has, he has this uh, this quiver that he can, you know, in, in, that he can aim at us. Another arrow, uh, espionage arrow. And uh, it's asymmetric warfare, but he specializes in that as a, as a KGB operative. Yeah, and the thought that I could Here's uh, an example of a bridge destroyed in Kiev. Kiev. Uh, let's see here. This, uh, so here you can... Well, let's see if we can get audio up. Hold on a sec. Mm. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Я не знаю. Мост его нет. Больше нет моста. Никак не заехать в Вышгород. Алло. Алло. Мы застряли. Вау. Wow. Well, that'll definitely make it harder for tanks to get across, that's for sure. That's crazy. Welcome, George. For enrolling in the Stocks and Psychology Money Group. Thank you so much. Happy to have you. Uh, remember, there's that coupon code uh, that does uh, the price will go up on Monday. And uh, happy to have you. Remember, you get lifetime access to those. So, um, what I'm going to do now is I want to remind you of a couple things. One, uh, first of all, the market's falling a little bit right now. Uh, we'll look at the indices in just a second. But uh, if you have not yet, follow me on Twitter at Real Meet Kevin. And the reason you want to do this is throughout the day, I'm going to be uh, just liking things. And so I, I don't share too much. I, mean, I try to tweet, you know, once a day, once every other day. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll like things. So, for example, if you want to see that bridge video, I'll like it. And then you can see it under the likes along with the history of other things. Then um, let's see here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do a quick little peek to see what's going on and the indices here. Because look at this. It's in just a little bit of a sell-off right now in QQQ. Uh, you're seeing this in Tesla as well, breaking below uh, 800 again. And this is just minute chart. Uh, and uh, we can also jump on over to uh, FTX. We can see how the Bitcoin market is moving. Remember, FTX is a sponsor for our videos. So do uh, take a look at FTX. You can use that link down below or go to metkevin.com slash FTX. And uh, let's take a look at the minute chart of BTC to see what's happening. Uh, and uh, you're not actually getting much of a movement on BTC, not as much as you're getting in some of these stocks. So it could just be sort of a day's fluctuation. I don't see any kind of news coming across. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to call it more of just a typical kind of fluctuation right now. But anyway, I got to run. Thank you so much for being here. Check out those programs linked down below. Check out the FTX link. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful morning, and we'll see you later.